0: I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal. And this is your Peak Daily for Friday, September 3rd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Jay,
1: I am reporting live from the Peak Daily's U.S. headquarters in Nashville.
0: Uh, Brett, I didn't know we had a Nashville office.
1: Okay, yeah, you got me. We don't have a Nashville office. I'm actually just here for a bachelor party, which, and I have to say this, you are taking me away from.
0: Well, I'm glad we're taking it away from you. Uh, But have you been to 400 Degrees Hot Chicken?
1: I have not. But if you're recommending it, I will go. I promise you that. If you do, uh, send me the bill. <laughs> yeah, You can count on that.
0: I definitely will. Brett, what do we have for the Peking today?
1: For our first story, the oil is flowing. For our second story, WhatsApp's got to pay up. And for our last story, email and taxes together,
0: finally. For our first story, Enbridge will begin operating its controversial Line 3 pipeline. Brett, what makes this pipeline so controversial, I guess, as opposed to other controversial pipelines? It's
1: a good point, Jay. I think all pipelines are controversial these days, but here's the deal with Line 3. The Line 3 pipeline will be the first cross-border oil sands conduit between Canada and the U.S. that's been built in years. This pipeline replacement has received a lot of backlash from environmental and indigenous groups, while Enbridge and the federal and provincial governments continue to support it because there's a lack of exporting pipelines to the U.S., which limits the market potential of the oil sands.
0: And Line 3 will carry around 62,000 barrels per day of light oil and heavy crude starting in October. Brett, why should the Peak Pals care about Line 3?
1: After the Biden administration revoked a permit needed for the Keystone XL pipeline project to be built, our friends in Alberta are counting on Line 3 to continue exporting crude from its oil sands to the U.S. so they can expand their market reach. For our second story, European regulators hit WhatsApp with a $267 million fine for breaking privacy laws. Jay, what context do Pete Pals need to know about
0: this fine? Well, Brett, this is the European Commission's second largest fine ever issued, so it's kind of a big deal. But tell me, exactly what did they do wrong? Allegedly. Okay, so there's something called Europe's General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, and it requires platforms to be transparent about which data they collect from users and how it's going to be used regulators found that WhatsApp failed to tell users that it shares their data with their parent company, Facebook, among other violations. But this isn't new. WhatsApp, which is owned by Facebook, has been under investigation in the EU since 2018 for potentially violating GDPR. But Brett, why should Peak pals care about the WhatsApp ruling?
1: It sounds like these aren't really just allegations. It sounds like there's a conviction involved as well. With WhatsApp being fine, they'll have to implement new changes to better protect users' privacy, including here in Canada, And we know that's important because there's a lot of people out there who use WhatsApp because of the previously ironclad encryption so that they could talk to, let's just say, people they want to have more private conversations with.
0: I think I understand, Brett. For our last story, Brett, tax software maker Intuit is considering buying MailChimp for a cool $10 billion US. Brett, what do Peak Pals need to know about MailChimp and Intuit? Founded in
1: 2001, MailChimp started out as just a simple newsletter platform, but it's more recently evolved into a full-fledged email marketing tool, and it has more than 11 million companies and individuals using it. Most recently, they added online store functionality for small businesses, meaning they're basically a direct competitor to Shopify now. Intuit, on the other hand, is a global technology platform that specializes in financial and accounting software. You probably know it best for their main tool, QuickBooks.
0: The new deal would bring together two companies that service small and medium-sized businesses. Intuit through their tax software services and MailChimp with their e-commerce offerings. So together, it's a pretty powerful combination. Brett, why should Peak Pals care about MailChimp though?
1: Even though MailChimp was founded two decades ago, its valuation has skyrocketed because of the email newsletter, which the Peak is a part of, and e-commerce, boom. But even cooler is the fact that the business was entirely bootstrapped, meaning they took in no outside money. So if the sale does go through, it could be a massive payday for MailChimp's
0: founders. And no doubt they'll actually need Intuit softwares to account for it all. Exactly. It's full circle.
1: Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country.
0: If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? You should also have plenty of time because this is Labor Day weekend, the unofficial end of a vaxxed and waxed summer breath.
1: It is the end. And actually on that note, a quick housekeeping item, but we won't be doing a Peak Daily for Monday, but we'll be right back to you on Tuesday. And if you want more Peak make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for producing this episode.
0: Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. Have a great long weekend.